you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Several months ago, I began a series out of Hebrews 11 during this pandemic. Uh, what a mess this has all been, and it's been worldwide. You know, all these people think it's a political thing. I heard somebody uh, up at the hospital the other day saying, as soon as the election's over, this is all going away. That's a bunch of baloney. I want to tell you something, this is real, and it's all over the world. Uh, my daughter might get stranded in London because of it. Brother um, uh, Jeremy and uh, Sister Rebecca uh, had to es uh, uh, exit quick because of this stuff. It's all over the world. It's all over the world. And I believe God's trying to get our attention. Say amen. amen. And I want you to be excited about our missionaries. We've got so many missionaries here. Brother Steve wanting to get back in the jails. Uh, all that, all those souls being saved over there in Walker County is because you give to our home missionary, Brother Steve. And then Brother Jeremy's here. Brother Kevin, he's somewhere. Brother uh, Mark, we still count him as a member. Uh, and he's somewhere. And, you know, it's all exciting that this little church can touch the world. This little church can touch the world through prayer and giving. But it takes God's grace because by nature... We are selfish. Can somebody say amen? Don't point at your wife. Amen. We are selfish by nature. and uh, Or don't point at your husband, better say it. But uh, I just thank God for all the work that went into the uh, fall festival yesterday. There was a lot of strange-looking neighbors come showing up. I mean, dragons and all kinds of stuff. It was, it was, it was wonderful. Because we got to give them the gospel of John and Romans marked with the new converts course in the back of it and a page of how to be saved all in one little booklet, and I don't even know how they showed up here. There's 10,000 of them in that closet, and we ain't paid a cent for them yet. We need to send them a love offering, brother uh, Jason. Uh, at least give them a love offering. Praise God. And it was a wonderful thing to hand out. Then I want you to pray for the Lance family. Appreciate Miss Teresa being here and the boys. Uh, brother um, uh, Wesley's going to give the eulogy. That means you don't preach, you just talk some. Amen? And that's dangerous for a preacher to get up. He'll preach anyway. I, I, uh, I'm going to be there backing you up. Brother Randy's preaching the funeral, and it's hard sometimes preaching a family member's funeral because you, you know all about the family that you're preaching to. So amen right there. And some need to get saved in that family. Some need to get right with God in that family. Say so amen. You say, are you putting down the Lance family? Hey, there's a lot of people in my family that need to get right with God. Amen. I'm praying for them. And sometimes it's better to go to the house of mourning is the house of feasting. But this is the end of all men, and the living shall lay it to heart. Ecclesiastes 7-2, Sunday School Lesson next week. All right, and also I want you to pray for the election. Amen? This thing's not in the bag. Matter of fact, all the polls say we're going to lose. I said we're going to lose. Folks, I'm standing with babies, and those babies are praying that the election will go their way. I'm standing against uh, same-sex marriage. Uh, I think it's abomination to God. And one of the vice president candidates, I'll give you a choice that, has performed a same-sex wedding ceremony, and I think that's disgusting. One heartbeat away from being the president. Come on now, you say you're being political. No, I'm being biblical. I'm against same-sex marriages. I'm against uh, homosexuality. I'm against sin because God's against it. Amen. Now I'm going to preach a little nice message. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. No, it's good to see you. Amen. Sometimes the shock therapy helps on getting your attention. I want to preach a message entitled, Selling Out for a Bowl of Chili. Selling Out for a Bowl of Chili. As I said when we started this pandemic, I didn't start it, China did, or somebody did. 
Um, I started Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 11 says, uh, it continues in chapter 12, wherefore. And so I'm just going through Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Let's stand on the Word of God. Thank you for that testimony, Brother Jeremy. And uh, I would have them sit on the front row, but when they pass out, I don't want y'all looking at them. Amen. <laughs> They're the only ones that have permission to go to sleep right now. Amen. Josh, you and Megan help yourself too. You just feel like passing out. We understand. I ought to make them both preach because every time I hit South Africa after going that long trip, they had a 72-hour trip. I used to have about 32 hours. They put me up to preach as soon as I hit the floor. And I preach 11 or 12 times. I mean, they, they have no mercy to this old man. But look at verse 16 or 15. Looking diligently, Hebrews 12, you with me? Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. That's the grace to forgive. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Now let there be any, uh, lest there be any fornicators or profane persons, as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. That's a morsel is a pot of chili, I think. For you know how that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected for the for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for the message you've laid on my heart. and Thank you, God, for the good testimonies. God, I want you to please bless the Lance family with comfort. Lord, I know what it's like to give up a mother. Even though we know where they're at, dear God, it, it hurts. It hurts deeply. And so, Lord, please be with Miss Teresa, be with the family. God, thank you for all the children she had. I believe it was 10, Lord, and thank you for a good mama. Uh, thank you, God, for the patience of a mama. Thank you for the sacrifice of a mama. Uh, God, thank you for the faith of mamas. And so, Lord, bless this family. God, bless our nation. God, I'm not trying to be political, but God, I thank you, dear God, for... Uh, righteousness that does exalt a nation. And God, I just pray for your way to be your will to be done. And God, nevertheless, we're going to pray for revival um, after Tuesday. And Lord, I know, dear God, that our hope is not in the White House, but our hope is in your house and in your temple, the Holy Ghost abiding and living through us. And so Lord, bless this message. If we've ever needed a message, I believe the day is the day we need this message. And I pray to your God that you'd help us. In Jesus' name, touch souls, save souls. God, revive souls. God, help us draw near to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're talking about a man named Esau. In Hebrews chapter 11, we talked about many people, a lot of ladies, a lot of, a lot of men that live by faith. Not always they have a good time. Some were persecuted and tortured. and uh, They would not accept deliverance. Great men of God. And then it says, Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. See, a lot of preachers preach that out of context, say everybody in heaven's looking down like grandstands and seeing everything you do. Now, that's real motivating, and that really preaches, but that's out of context. Folks, the cloud of witnesses is Hebrews 11. All these people that live by faith, all these people that endured by faith, all these people that are faithful no matter what. But then we come to uh, Hebrews chapter uh, 12, and it talks about chastening. And then it talks about discouragement. But it talks about running the race. 
and being diligent and being faithful. And then he comes to a man that blew it, a man that sold out for a pot of chili. Esau was a man who lost everything when he might have had everything. He was the firstborn child. Now, you don't understand that unless you under, uh, study um, Bible uh, history or Bible uh, customs. And folks, the firstborn had double portion. The firstborn had double blessing. The firstborn was over the whole family almost. And, and uh, Jason said, amen. But I'm going to say, listen, you know, the, uh, the firstborn was the privileged child. The firstborn was the privileged son. The firstborn had a blessing that only he could receive. And I want to tell you something, Esau sold it for a pot of chili, for a bowl of chili. Now, folks, I want you to understand that this probably didn't happen overnight, that first of all, we want to talk this morning or preach on why he sold out, why he sold out. By the way, you ought to have on your heart, not for sale, not for sale. I don't believe we ought to sell out for the world, amen? I don't believe we ought to sell out to the flesh. I don't believe we ought to sell out because it's popular. I believe we ought to be faithful and run the race, stay in our lane, don't look left, don't look right, but look at the finish line and glorify God with everything that we have in our lives. Don't sell out. So many people sell out. Then I'll just, I want us to discover what he got when he sold out and the eternal results of selling out. First of all, why did he sell out? Well, first of all, I want you to say it was because of lust, fleshly lust. Folks, I want to tell you something. There's three enemies in your life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The devil used that on Eve in Genesis chapter 3. The devil tried to use that on our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 4. And folks, I want to tell you something. In 1 John chapter 2, 15 through 17, folks, it says the strategy of Satan is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He uses those three tools every time in your life. So folks, listen, the lust will get you in trouble. I want you to turn with me, please, to uh, Genesis chapter 25. Chapter 25, and we'll see the story of, the, of Esau real quick. I won't be long tonight. All the babies are in with us, so I try to keep it short. And it hadn't worked out in five months, but I'm trying. Amen, I'm trying. I'm going to get there. But look at verse uh, 27 of uh, chapter 25. It says, And the boys grew. Esau was a cunning hunter and a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. They were di totally different. I'm, I'm so glad one of my twins is here this morning, Stephanie. And then, of course, she's with her sister. She's not here to be with me. She's with her sister. They're very clear. They're like twins. Amen. And um, um, Amy was uh, put in the middle. She was the middle child. Amen. We had the uh, the twins that got all the attention, and then we had the uh, 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 firstborn that was intelligent and uh, head of the class. And then here's Amy in the middle, in the middle. And but I want to tell you something. God can use the middle child too. Say Amen. And thank the Lord. Use that little fellow's crying too. But look at verse 28. And Esau loved, uh, and, and Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, uh, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now there's a problem, partiality in the home. You ought to love all your children, say amen. You ought to love them equally. They ought not, uh, you know, there ought, ought be no partiality. And folks, and uh, here's a problem, Jacob loves chili too. Got him in trouble. 
Look at verse 29. And, and Jacob um, uh, sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And um, Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint. Uh, therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. Now, Jacob was a supplanter. He wasn't broke until chapter 32 when he wrestled with the Lord. I mean, the Lord knows how to break you from yourself. He knows how to break you from pride. Say amen right there. You ought to try to pastor for about five weeks. It'll break your pride. It'll knock your pride right out of your soul. Say amen right there, all of you that's been in the ministry over two days. But look at this. It says, and Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? So I might just live for now. And look at verse uh, uh, 33. And Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he sweared unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. And then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And, uh, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. And here it is. And thus Isaac, uh, Isaac, uh, Esau despised his birthright despise his birthright. I wish you'd do a word study on despise in the Old Testament. That's what got David in trouble. Counted as ordinary. It's not an ordinary word when you hear the word of God. Say amen. It's not an ordinary uh, meeting when you come to the house of God. It's not anything ordinary about this this morning. There's nothing ordinary about the King James Bible. Say amen. There's nothing ordinary about missionaries going out. A lot of people say, well, you're making a big to-do about these missionaries. Well, why don't you stop worshiping ball players and we'll stop uh, we'll stop uh, encouraging missionaries, amen? Thank God, friend. I want to tell you something. They ought to have some uh, some encouragement. They ought to have some accolade. They ought to be encouraged. We ought to honor them because of their sacrifice. But I want to tell you something. All honor and glory goes to God, amen? If it wasn't for the glory of God, um, Brother uh, Jeremy would be up here at these uh, condominiums drunk this morning where he, where he used to be. But thank God the Lord delivered him from that, saved his soul, and Brought him in this church, and he got discipled and, and got trained, and thank God, got on fire for souls. And folks, the rest of the story is we're still trying to win souls over in South Africa. And folks, I want to tell you something. Lustly flesh will get you in trouble because the flesh underestimates spiritual things. The flesh, folks, thinks that that's all we live for. The flesh is weak, the flesh is wretched, and the flesh is wicked. Say amen right there. I want to tell you something. The greatest problem you have starts with I. I'll do this. I'll do this. Folks, we need to knock that I and turn it into a C and say Christ will do this. And folks, we need to bow a knee, Brother Jack. We need to bend our, our will, our stubborn will, our stubborn selfishness, and melt it into submission to the glory of God. Say amen. And I want to tell you something. God will use you when you die to self. God will use you when you resist the flesh and resist the devil and draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. I was once minding my own business down in Resaca, Georgia at a faith promise camp meeting, listening to my least favorite preacher, uh, Phil Kidd. But boy, that night he preached on the flesh. And he told an illustration about a preacher that uh, had a duck and had a, a German shepherd. No, it was a pit bulldog. Aren't those the meanest things you've ever seen? Praise God. I mean, they remind me of the Georgia bulldogs. They look like they look like chihuahuas yesterday. But anyway, uh, you know, thank God. Thank God for, uh, and I won't say a thing about Tennessee, Brother Josh. 
But thank God uh, this, this preacher had this dog that was so tame and so nice and so loving that he played with ducks. But one night, he, he, him and his, his friend came home, and the ducks were spread all over the, all over the yard, and, and, and there was blood everywhere, and he killed all the ducks, even though he was tied to a clothesline. That'd make me mad. Don't tie me no clothesline. But uh, and I'll tell you this, friend. What happened, that dog got a, was playing with one of those ducks and got the taste of blood in his mouth. I want to tell you something, folks. The flesh, you ever get a taste of it, you're in trouble. Young people, that's why we preach separation. That's why we say stay away from the worldly crowd. That's why we say stay away from the worldly music. That's why we say stay away from the drugs. Stay away from the drug lords. Folks, because you ever get a taste of it, it can ruin your life. It heightens and intensifies. You never get the taste out of your mouth. Best thing to do is just don't go around it, say amen. Abstain from the appearance of evil. And folks, Esau sold out because of present satisfaction. Verse 31 uh, of our, 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 our double text back in uh, uh, Genesis 25, it says this, and Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. I won't tell you what gets you in trouble this day. I almost wanted to sing this song, but I forgot how it goes. I asked Jason if he knew it, and he, he said he didn't. It's Psalms 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made, and I'll rejoice and be glad in it. The day I almost died of clown chowder witnessing to Charles Cofield, and I told him he was one breath away from eternity. If he died today, did he know he'd go to heaven? About that time, I started choking and gagging and dying because I, uh, he, made, he asked me to eat clam chowder over the Howard Johnson's up here on Rocky Face Exit used to be there. I barely, made the, I barely made it to the emergency room. My lungs filled up with fluid. I mean, I was dying. My wife come in the emergency room and said, I told you you was going to have a heart attack if you didn't slow up. I said, it ain't no heart attack. It's clam chowder. Amen. And I'll tell you something, friend. Listen, I, I just want to say this. Friend, listen, you got to stay away from even the appearance of evil, and you got to realize that you can't live for satisfaction. But that day, I changed my life verse. I said, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, when you about die, you forget about the little grumbles. Say amen. When you about die, you, you start getting a new perspective. You want, you want to have some refreshment, get around Brother Austin Gardner. Boy, after since he's almost died, he's a new man. Praise God. He's all tender. and I, th I almost saw him cry the other day. That was a blessing. Amen. You know, but I want to tell you, friend, listen. Uh, you know, you come to the portals of death, it'll change your life. And I want to say this, friend, we need to find not satisfaction in now and live for the nasty now and now. We need to live for the sweet by and by, say amen. You're one heartbeat away from eternity. You don't know if you're going to make it home this morning or not. And folks, you could die. And then only what's done for Christ will last. So give to Jesus all your days, for it's the only life that pays. When you recall, you have but one life. Every day is a blessing. Let me go a little further. Every breath's a blessing. Amen? Every heartbeat's a blessing. Yesterday we had Christmas on Halloween. Thank God something good came out of Halloween. Praise God. I can't stand that holiday. It's one of the most uh, lucrative businesses in America. Everybody wants to dress up. Nobody complained about mass last night. But anyway, uh, I want you to know this. Folks, listen, I want you to know this, is that uh, I, I was telling all, all the kids, that well, this is going to be our uh, Christmas for four years. And Amy rebuked me and says, no, we're going to be gone that long. 
I said, well, I might not be here the time you get back. I was, you know, was playing this sentimental story, you know, and it don't work. They just laugh at me. But I said, you just never know when it's the last time we have this gathering. I went through World War III to get everybody to pose out in the front yard. You ever tried to, you ever tried to hold Oliver still? But anyway, I'm going to tell you something. And here we were. And by the time we got all together, everybody was frowning instead of smiling. It was amazing. But I said, this might be the last picture of our whole family. You never know. You never know. I'm going to tell you something. Miss Connie's getting old. You never know. I mean, uh, uh, God help us. And I'm, I'm going to be in trouble after this service. But I want to say this. I want you to know this, friend. Life's brief at the longest. We should not live for every day. We ought to live for eternity. Say amen. We ought to live for the present satisfaction. When I was growing up, there was a uh, group called the BGs. No, it wasn't the BGs. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Rolling Stones. Y'all know who they are? I hope you never listen to those jerks. But anyway, um, those drug addicts. And uh, they, they sing this song. They looked, oh, they looked raunchy. I mean, they looked awful. And they were singing, I can't find no satisfaction. It was a number one song when I was going up, and some of y'all smiling that's old as I am. I can't find no satisfaction. I looked at them, I said, I know why, you bunch of drug heads. Amen. And I still listen to them. I was backslidden to the core. But, folks, I want to tell you something, folks, present satisfaction. Then number three is he, uh, why did he sell out? Because of fear. Fear. I want to tell you something, friend. You ought to live by eternal peer pressure, not immediate peer pressure. You ought to live from the pressure from heaven. You ought to live from the pressure within. And I want to tell you something. Some people are selling out for peer pressure. They want to be mispopular, and they lose their virginity. They want to be Mr. Popular and be some drug head and drug lord. I want to say this, friend. Listen, uh, we need to have faith in the future, the faith in the promises of God, and we need to realize that we can sacrifice, listen to me now, on the altar of immediacy, Eternity. Why don't a lot of people get saved? Because they're not sent, they're not they're they're not sick of their sin. That's why they don't get saved. And folks, they they exchange the fun of today and lose the joy of eternity. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1 4, to an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, the faith is not away, reserved in heaven for you. Amen. Heaven's gonna be a far better place. Amen. No more. No more. Hey, much more. And forevermore. That's a new funeral outline of God. Amen. Don't you steal it, Wesley. You're supposed to do the eulogy. But uh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God that, folks, it's much more in heaven. There's more peace than you can ever experience in heaven. There's more blessings in heaven. Folks, listen. People fear they're going to miss today. They fear the future. Because their future is based on what they're doing now. When we ought to thank God, the future is bright as God's promises. Amen? Folks, they fear. But then I want to go real quick. And I'm so glad we got the outline back up. We didn't have it Wednesday. It just faded out. But uh, I want you to see what did Esau exchange when he sold out for a pot of chili because he was so hungry. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 30, 25, You'll go back there. I'm going to go back to Genesis 25 a lot. It says, for one morsel. Look at verse 34. And Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentil, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went over his way. Thus Esau uh, despised 
his birthright. Despise his birthright. And folks, all he all he sold and what he got in, in exchange for that selling out was one morsel, one pot, or one bowl, uh, one meat. And folks, I want to tell you something. Uh, it's small compared to what he gave up. That one meal cost him. That one meal cost him. Folks, he got the crumbs from the devil's table instead of one day eating at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Say amen. Folks, I want to tell you something. He took the devil's cup and he, and he forfeited uh, the joy of heaven that runs over, his cup runneth over. He sold out for a little gold and a little wealth. And folks, many people do that today. They sell out for money. It's a, the love of it is the root of all evil, not money, but the love of it. And folks, listen, and he forfeited the walking on the streets of gold. Folks, some people sell out for the praise of men, and they, and they forfeit, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. Some people uh, sell out for the freedom to live like they want to. And they forfeit. They forfeit the freedom of heaven. No more sin. No more devil. No more discouragement. No more depression. No more death. Thank God, Mr. No more death. No more saying goodbye. Thank God. No more. No more. No more! Heaven is important because it is so very much and so wonderful that we can't even compare it. The Bible says in Revelation 21, 4, there'll be no more tears. God will wipe away the tears. There'll be tears before that from, I believe, the rapture to the great white throne judgment. There'll be tears. Then God will wipe them away. God will wipe them away. Esau got a rebellious family. Folks, his sin was contagious. What you sow, you'll reap, and sometimes you sow it in your children. And then let me just say quickly, my time's about up. What were the results of Esau selling out, spiritually speaking? Well, the Bible called him in Hebrews chapter 12, and I did a little research on this, and I can't find any specific instance in Esau's life, but he became a fornicator. And folks, that means he was a man of passion, of moods, of desires. And folks, he literally prostituted his birthright for the world, for pleasure, for sin, for a season. He sold out. He sold himself. He sold his family. Folks, listen. And then the Bible says he was rejected. In verse 17, for we know not how that afterwards when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected for he found no place of repentance. Folks, I want to tell you something. Sin will cost you a lot more than you ever want to pay. It'll keep you a lot longer. And it'll also hurt people a lot more than you ever thought it would. You ought to abstain from even the appearance of sin. Amen. And folks, I want you to know that he, he, the results, his character, he became a, uh, a beggar when he could have been the firstborn birthright endowed son. Lest there be any fornicators, a profane person. And then their spiritual standing, um, he rejected God for the world. Many people reject God for the world. And then there was no place of repentance. You know what that means? He waited too late. He waited too late. Folks, there is the, the Bible says that uh, 
It's appointed once to man to die, and after this to judgment. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Everybody says, I'll get saved one day, but that one day turns into another day, and another day, and another day. And folks, there's no place of repentance. And this, and this can apply to the Christian life also. And I want to close with this. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Excuse me, I want, I want you to see that when you sell out, you sacrifice eternal and spiritual blessings uh, of things of, of, uh, for God, for the things of the world. And you know what? You're playing right into the devil's hand. Because the Bible says the devil has come to steal and to kill and to rob. But I have come to give you life and life more abundant, John 10, 10. Become one of the profane people. He became profane. Look at verse 16. It says, lest there be any fornicators or profane person. You know what the word profane means? Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Folks, don't we live in a world that's disrespecting God? And all everybody's saying, Lord, why don't you cure us real quick? Why don't you fix this real quick? Why don't you send a vaccine real quick? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I want to tell you something. We deserve much more than what we got world, the whole world. Talk to these missionaries. The whole world is experiencing this. This is a true pandemic. It's not a United States curse only. But folks, listen. We deserve judgment. And we better pray for mercy. We better pray for mercy. Because we have profaned God. We have sought for our own fame. We have disrespected God. He ought to be the, the lesson of every school. He ought to be the, he ought to be the, the um, morning prayer of every, in every school. When I went to school, the intercom would come on, and they said, we we're going to salute the flag, and then somebody would be called on one of the patrols. I was a patrol little thing, you know. And uh, we'd have to go up to the office and lead in prayer. Now, I know that was in the Civil War, but praise God, it ought to still be the same way today. Say amen. Elementary schools ought to still honor God. They ought to still respect God. He deserves respect. He deserves glory. And friend, we have, we have kicked Him out. And even of government, Ten Commandments no longer displayed. Profane. Profane. There's a curse on a nation that profanes God. We ought to make him famous again. We ought to crown him Lord again. But folks, it don't start politically. It doesn't start nationally. It starts in your heart. What are you selling out for? What are you selling out for? My comfort? My wealth? My schedule? My life? Let me say this, friend, it's not your life. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body and your spirit. Little s, disposition. We ought to give everything to God. It's only our reasonable service that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Why? By the mercies of God. The mercies of God. Because of Calvary. Because of Calvary. Let me just close. I want to talk to you Christians just a minute. How many Christians in here? Raise your hand. That means Christ-like. Amen. What should we do? What should we do? Number one, we shouldn't get bitter. Number two, we shouldn't uh, rebuke the Lord when He when He chastens us. We shouldn't shake our fist at Him or draw closer to God. Remember, I told you children how to keep from getting hurt during a whipping. 
just hug up real close. They can't swing as hard. Amen. I used to do that all the time. I just hugged my mother while she wore my rear end out. Oh, I needed more of those. I'm glad she didn't give me all that I deserve. But I'll tell you this, friend. I thank God for a mama that disciplined me. I think that's biblical. I sure do. But folks, I want to tell you this. God help us realize Esau prostituted himself with his passionate desires. Folks, what we need to learn is not go, not go that room, not go that route. Don't live by your passions. Don't live by your lust. Don't live by the lust of the eyes. Don't live by the pride of life. But live for God's glory. I mean, dedicate everything God's going to give you more than first, firstborn rights. Because that's what a child is. He's adopted into the family of God, and he gets all the rights, all the blessings. Isn't that blessing? All the blessings of being a part of the family of God. Say amen right there, Ashley. Thank God, all the blessings. I mean, just treat it as the firstborn child when you get born into the family of God. Thank the Lord. Isn't it great to be saved this morning? Isn't it great to be a child of the King? I never had much when I was coming up. My daddy drank it all up. Wrecked cars, burned houses. We didn't have much. Matter of fact, sometimes he'd lose his whole paycheck. It wasn't a check, it was money, it was cash. And we'd go searching for that money because we wanted to eat. That'll motivate you, say amen. That'll really motivate you. Praise God, when I got saved, 11 and a half years old, sitting in the middle section, preacher preaching on hell, long, hot, and horrible, I became a child of the King. Join heir with Jesus. Praise God. Folks, I don't have to take a second seat to nobody. I'm His child. And I'm not prideful about it. I'm just thankful about it. I'm saved. Saved by the grace of God. And if he tells me to give my entire life for him, that is my reasonable service. So folks, don't, don't, don't sacrifice uh, the, the immediate or the eternal on the altar of immediacy. Send treasures ahead. Send treasures ahead. Let me close by giving you some verses in Matthew 6. Matthew 6, verse 10 through 34. I won't read them all. I don't have time. My time's up. But I've set on myself. Nobody sets time on me. Look at Matthew chapter 6, please. Wonderful verses. And um, I want you to look at uh, a few of them. We'll just start with verse 21. Matthew chapter 6. The Bible says, for where your treasure is, there is your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye, lust of the eyes. Now listen. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. What's that mean? You've got to have one purpose in life. Not to get the chili of the day. Not to get your way today. Not to live by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, but to live for God's glory. That will be your single purpose focus. And if it is, your whole life fills up with light. And folks, why so many people are living in darkness. They're living for themselves and sin in the sensual world. Look at verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? 
No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Count it as ordinary. You cannot serve God and mammon. Amazing how Sunday school lessons and sermons go along here. Look at this. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Stop worrying. You know, worrying is a strenuous activity. I think it's the craziest thing in the world to lose sleep over worrying over something tomorrow and it ain't and it's not there yet. You run tonight and tomorrow worrying over. Amen. 96% of the things you worry about you can't change anyway. And the 4% that is going to happen, put it in God's hand. Amen. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, or shall you drink, or yet for your body. What ye shall put on is not the life more than meat, more than meat, more than a pot of chili, and the body than raiment. Behold, the fowls are there. They are not, they sow not, neither do they reap or gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father, your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? What a good question. Don't you think you're better, better than a bunch of birds? Amen. And we shouldn't live like vultures. What a sore like eagles. Amen. That's deep, I know, but I just I just felt I felt inspired. Folks, listen, God help us. We ought to be happy people. We ought to be smiling people. Praise God, we ought to be confident people. We ought to be faithful people. Hey folks, last night we had more fun out here playing a little uh pushing balls through the grass than these drug addicts dressing up going to some uh same sex party or some stinking a rebellious, ungodly Halloween party. We had a lot more fun, a lot more fun. You had more fun just sitting there uh, eating a, a Mars bar or something by yourself, amen, or candy that nobody came to get. You had more fun, amen. The world's got razor blades in their apples, say amen. And folks, we ought to rejoice where we're at. We ought to rejoice in our salvation. We ought to rejoice in our Father. We ought to rejoice in the sovereignty of God. He is in control. Thank God, take a frown off your face. Put a smile in this place. Rejoice in the Lord. It's contagious. But you got a lot to be rejoicing about. Look at this. I ain't finished yet. It says, they t- and take no thought for raiment. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and toil not, neither do they spin. I thought it was a, 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 a terrible day in history when I looked down at the sink Brother Gabe and all my hair was going down the drain. I said, well, what am I going to do? Praise God, I was married. My wife ain't going to leave me because I get bald. Amen. Or fat. Oh, she's, she's sort of give me a question mark on that one. Or, or happy. Folks, I'm saved. Praise God. What am I worried about? I just got to worry about what's inside this skull. Amen. I worry a lot about that. But folks, don't take thought about your physical being. Don't take thought about your raiment. Don't think, take thought about what you're going to wear all the time and who, what people think of you. You're selling out. You're living by peer pressure instead of God's pressure. The Holy Ghost leading you. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, Shall he not much more, there's that word much more, clothe you, O ye of what? Little faith. 
There's a problem. Faith. Let me close. Wherefore, take no thought. That's worrying again. Saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherever shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles see, the world sees. Listen to this. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Somebody ought to shout amen right there. We're not ameners and shouters, but you ought to at least raise your little finger and say, praise God. God knows what I need. God knows what I need. Not what you want, what you need. Look at verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take there no, therefore no thought. Don't worry. Don't worry. For tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto day is the evil thereof. And may I say this, sufficient is the day is the grace thereof. Because God's grace is much more. Oh, let me close. You say, I wish you would. We need a single focus. The glory of God. We need a single motivation. What pleases God. And praise God, we ought to have a single destination that affects the trip before we get there. Heaven. Glory. Folks, this is not deep. He sold out. He sold out. Because he thought he was starving. He sold out because he didn't care about his birthright. And that was the lineage of Jesus. So he was not caring about Jesus. And I will say this, and I'll close. You ought to put on your heart, not for sale. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. And on through the, uh, this blessed book, he talks about not selling out. It says in chapter 2 and verse 1 of Hebrews, he says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest any time we should let them slip. Are you slipping? Are you, are you drifting? It's gradual. Never forget that time I was up on the Tennessee River, Brother Randy, uh, with David, your brother, Miss Angie. And we were catching these stripes, and so help me, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. You can you can you can look at the pictures, or you can ask Brother Randy; he'll lie with me. But they, they they were they were this big. Those those stripes were that big. I never caught fish like that, Brother Jeremy. I never have. I went the last three times Brother Jason and I went. We've caught a cold. Amen. That's about all we caught. I, I said I'm giving up this fishing. You don't catch nothing. Praise God. But we catch them this big. Then all of a sudden we didn't catch them. I looked at our tour guide and I said, David. It was his boat, so I figured he knew what was wrong. He said, I said, they, we're not catching them. And he said, Brother Wayne, we have drifted one mile. We have drifted one mile down the river. we got to go back up where they're at. And folks, I didn't even realize I was drifting because I was having so much fun. And there's a world out there that's worrying themselves to death. There's a world out there that it's me, myself, and I. There's a world out there thinking the whole world's uh, coming down on them, and they got to please the world, or it's going to be the end of the world. They 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 have they they look they look and see how, who they can keep up with, and they try to keep up with some uh, 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 perverted movie star that is perverted in his lifestyle and wicked and ungodly, and people trying to stay up with him. And folks, listen, they're selling out. They're selling out for a pot of chili.
They're selling out for the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Boy, it breaks my heart when I see young people and I see adults alike that live for God, faithful, soul winning. People are getting saved because they're influenced and they sell out. They sell out for the lust of the flesh. They sell out for the pride of life. And they just sell out what the birthright is. And that's living like Christ, glorifying Christ, and magnifying Christ in all their life. Father, use this message. Thank you, God, for a chance to preach with some passionate concern. People are selling out. They think it's all about themselves. They think this party is about them. God, it's not about us. It's about you. God, may we learn a lesson from the man that despised you, the man that profaned you, named Esau. And God, I thank you, dear God, we don't have to fall in that path. Thank you for the Word of God that shows us the scars and the downfalls of these people. We don't have to go there and do that. God, help us. God, help us not to sell out for the world the flesh, or to the devil. God, I want to put on my heart afresh and new, not for sale. I want to put upon my family, my dear children, my dear grandchildren, not for sale. God, help us to love you with all our heart, all our soul, and all our might. With every head bowed, every eye closed. How many need this message? Raise your hand. i got to raise mine. The whole world's always trying to draw on us. The whole world's trying to drain us down. The whole world's trying to get us to worry about everything, be upset about anything. Folks, we just need to live the abundant life. We need to have the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Hey, we need to have a single focus, a vision of what Christ wants in our little old life. Because it's soon going to be past, and only what's done for Christ will truly count. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I think it's rededication time. I, I think it's confession time. And I ain't no father, and I sure ain't no priest. So don't don't confess to me. But there you ought to confess to the heavy Father in heaven that you've been selling out. You've been selling out. You might not realize it, but you've been selling out with your worry and your strife. You've been selling out emotionally with depression. You've been selling out with bitterness. Hey, this whole chapter is about bitterness. Bitter. Maybe been selling out to the world to stay up with the world. Folks, you wasn't born for that. You was born to walk, walk a higher road called the glory road. But have me say, preacher, the Lord spoke to my heart. I want to put God first in my life. I want to do, want to put Him first in my life. I want to have. I want Him to be my life. And I want you to pray for me. Would you slip your hand up real high for prayer? Anyone in here? God bless you. Anybody need to raise their hand except me? God bless you and you. Some of those godly people sitting in these pews, raise their hand. I'll tell you something. You never have arrived. Pride. When you think you have, you're full of pride. Anybody else? Real quick. We're going. We're closing. Had a little longer service, but I believe the 
people worthy of honor, and these missionaries definitely are worthy of honor. Come our way. Come, we appreciate it. Anyone else? Selling out. Selling out. Sad. I've seen people over the years of preaching 46 years, pastoring 43. Sell out. Sell out for a Sunday job. Sell out for a new car. Sell out to be popular on the job. They know it's sin. They know it's wrong. They sell out for the things of this world. Anybody else? Anybody here say, Preacher, I'm not even saved. I can't sell out because I've never given my heart, my life. Please pray for me that I'll be saved. Would you slip your hand up real high for prayer? If you're not saved, if you're not saved, we'll pray for you. Okay, all hearts clear. Father, thank you for the message. I love these people. That's why I preach straight. I don't have time to entertain. I don't have time to win friends and influence friends. Lord, I just pray that the message has been a help, an encouragement, and a warning that the devil is seeking to devour our faith and even our focus. So, Lord, help us be careful. Help us to be, walk circumspectly. Help us, God, to yield to your spirit every day of our life. We'll thank you in Jesus' name.